Welcome to Parkrun Adventures, episode 180. Only four more episodes away from a Christmas episode, but that's not actually a number, and I don't want you to be confused and think it's only episode 180. It's actually episode 185. I am Mel, co-host of this wonderful little podcast, and joining me this week, we have the wonderful Tok. Woohoo! I'm here right with you, the magnificent Mel. How are you today? I am fabulous, Tok. So excited to be here. Very excited also to have you join me. Did you know, and this is this is why I'm starting to talk about Christmas, the first ugly Christmas singlet delivery has been confirmed. I actually did see a photo of it tonight hanging up in somebody's wardrobe, and I think they're very excited. They're going away and it arrived before they left. How did you see a photo? Where did you see it? Oh, Mel, come on. It's it's on one of the uh, – it's actually one of, one of the adventurous chat groups that I'm on. We have chat groups within chat groups. <laughs> well, we received the same photo, I believe, uh, sent directly to the adventurous inbox on Facebook. And I was very excited, especially given that it is in a completely different state than it would have originated in. It's gone to New South Wales, straight out of Victoria. So we're recording, peeling the curtains back here on a Monday night this week. And the the singlets weren't even due to be shipped until Wednesday. So our supplier, Ventu, has been a little bit sneaky and started the posting a bit early, which I'm excited about because that just means everyone's going to be getting their ugly goodies so much earlier. Oh, so excited. And there has been a bit of discussion about how they've got to Sydney quicker than they managed to get to Melbourne when they're based in Melbourne. So... There's a very excited young lady in Sydney that has her ugly singlet. Yes, and hopefully that also means that uh, all the international orders have already gone because I'm assuming, or, well, I don't even need to assume, we were told that they would be given priority so that um, they arrived in time. And I, I would love to hear from anybody else who's already got theirs. Start sharing your pics, guys, because it just makes me more and more excited for Christmas and our inaugural International Ugly Christmas Singlet Day. But And that would be on the 21st, Mel. Yes, the 21st of December, counting down the sleeps. It's I'm very excited to be in December as well. There's just excitement. There's so much Christmas happening. And I, I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, but I am one of those people who listens to Christmas potting every week. Uh, Vanessa and Liam get the pot out usually on a Thursday or a Friday and I've listened to it within a couple of hours. And, yeah, so excited for Christmas. We've got our Christmas tree up. Are you excited for Christmas, talk? I'm looking forward to Christmas. It's, um, it's a great time of the year where you get to go and uh, do a little bit of exploring while you're on holidays, maybe get out and have an adventure or two and generally just wind down at the end of the year. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Yes, I love the festive season. And when you say adventure or two, there's usually three when you can add an extra event on at Christmas and two on New Year's Day. Do you know where you're going to be doubling it this year yet? Or next year, I should say? Uh, there's a, a bit of a rumour that we might be adventuring into the ACT to get a couple of runs up in the ACT. Ooh. So it should be a bit of an adventure. We've um, got 
two events in the northern country in Victoria that we need to do. So we thought we might travel up, do one of those on the way up, do the double in the ACT and do the other one on the way back home. So we get four events in a week. I like your style. How good's that? It's awesome. It's it is the most wonderful time of the year for sure. However, we still do have a few weeks of just regular fun times at Parkrun between now and then. And I heard from a little birdie that you were at a new one last weekend. Where were you on Saturday, Tok? Mel, we adventured up to Aurora, which is in the northern suburbs of Melbourne in, in a town called Epping. Um, it's a, a four-lapper around a bit of a creek. It has a couple of bridges, just about every park run now. It's almost like there's a, a legacy that's been left by Scott. Every park run seems to have a bridge or two that I've been to lately. Um, <laughs> a lovely little event. I think we had um, 52 people there on the day, 52 finishers. And it was just a really great little day, really great place to go and have breakfast afterwards. We got to talk to a few people we hadn't met before. And that's one of the great things about Parkrun, as you know, is you rock along to the breakfast, you rock along to Parkrun, and you just talk to people that you wouldn't walk up to in a street and start talking to. I don't think we've, we've heard about Aurora on the pod before. Every time I hear the name, it makes me think of Briar Rose from the Disney Sleeping Beauty movie. Are there any Disney princesses running around? Uh, no, and there was no tutus on, on the weekend either. I, I should have rectified that. I probably <laughs> let the team down a little bit there. Do you not have a spare one in your car? Uh, no, look, unfortunately, they were all in the wash from the week before at Inverloch where we had paces. <laughs> so we all had our tutus on for the pacer week. Well, that's fair uh, enough. And how about you, Mel? I hear you've um, you've been down to uh, Golden Beach. How was that park run? It was great. We decided it was a little bit of a, a late change of plans on Friday. We were umming and ahhing about whether or not we head down to Brisbane once more to get another new event uh, crossed off the list, but. Uh, the boys have been a little bit challenging lately, especially with our living in a state that does not have daylight savings time and them wanting to get up with the light, <laughs> despite the fact the light is up at 4.30 in the morning, quarter to five. So we opted instead for a little bit more of a sleep in, and by sleep in, I mean a lie-in because we're never asleep anymore, and stuck home or stuck close to home and headed to Golden Beach instead of Brisbane. And this one had another dual purpose of catching up with family because Adam's sister and her husband run down at Golden Beach. They used to run at Kiwana before Golden Beach launched, but it's much closer to their home now. So that's where you can find them every week. And this is one of the other things that I love about Parkrun is literally we catch up with family more frequently than we would otherwise just by going and having a run with them on a Saturday morning and then having a coffee or, a, in my case, ice chocolate this week to cool down after the event. And, um, yeah, it was a good morning. We had fun. The, they, Karen and Andrew, took Wes in the pram, so Adam got to have a run and went and enjoyed a nice walk along. It's a it's an out-and-back course. I'm not sure if we've spoken about Golden Beach before. We must have a couple of years ago, I think, because I used to be their event ambassador. 
And yeah, lovely, wide course, very welcoming, friendly crew, of course. The volunteers are always that way. And oh, but it was hot talk. It's only got, um, it's a very flat course. It's got something like four meters of elevation over the whole thing, which I think is one little two meter rise that you go up and then down. And so that's classified as the elevation. If that's how elevations work, somebody will probably correct me. However, it, uh, yeah, it was just really hot and I, I wanted to jump in the water at the end, but I was not appropriately attired to do so. So next time I'm going to remember to take my togs. Fair enough. It sounds uh, beautiful up there. Uh, Victoria put its best welcome to summer weekend on this weekend and turned cold. (laughs) Yes. There was no jumping in the water down here. This allegedly great estate seems to be very confused about its seasons. Yes. No, we were were much warmer back in September, October than we are in December. So it'll change. Hmm. uh, You talked about Aurora giving you different visions. I, I saw that you're at Golden Beach and I had in my mind's eye this little little seaside hamlet with, you know, 30 or 40 people running around a park run. And when I looked up the stats for Golden Beach, it's it's quite a big one. Yeah, it's the biggest on the Sunshine Coast and has been for several years now. And, yeah, it definitely accommodates the, the larger attendance numbers that they get while still sort of maintaining that very um, strong community feel about it, which is always good. Yeah, sweet. Sounds good. Another one to have a go on onto the list. The trouble is, as you know, those lists just get longer and longer. They do indeed. Good morning Parkrun Adventurers, it's Lyndall and I'm checking in this morning from Ros Gregor Trail Parkrun in Nanango in Queensland. Um, clearly last week becoming a pirate wasn't enough because I've come for another R. But I won't subject you to that again, don't worry. Don't worry. Um, enough pirate accents for a little while. <laughs> um, so Ros Gregor Trail Parkrun has um, launched six or seven weeks ago um a bit of a sad story about the number of runs here um i've been planning this trip for a little while to get my seven from my wilson index um and unfortunately due to the bushfires in regional queensland the uh park run was cancelled last week so this week is actually park run six so now i've got more than one six and no seven so Sad story on the Wilson Index front, but that's okay. I'm here. Um, and look, it looks like a lovely little spot to run through the gum trees here in Nanango. Um, let me just check in. I'll do the um, check out the briefing so I don't get lost. Have a bit of a run and I'll check in with you later. All right, post park run, I found a few of the local park run ladies. What's your name? Carly, Casey, and Prue. And Roz. <laughs> Roz. Now, Roz, is this trail named after you? No. No, no. After another councillor that was um, in council years ago. So does that mean you're a councillor? I am. Excellent. Thank you. Have you been supporting Parkrun? Most definitely. I think this is great for Nanango. It sure is. Now, the rest of you ladies, what's your story? Your Um, Parkrun story. How did you get... Oh, no, I've got a friend that lives here that, that does them, so she 
conned me into it and yeah. <laughs> this is my third my third run yeah. Yeah. so you live not in Nanango but in Kingaroy yeah. which yeah. is just up the road yeah yeah in and Kingaroy <laughs> <laughs> and how are you enjoying park run yeah I love it it's really good yeah. social fitness and social and yeah, yeah it's good starts your week off, weekend off good sure does and yeah. it's time by eight o'clock you can go and have a coffee yeah, and coffee. get on with your life Start on the junk food then. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> joking. <laughs> and how about you? Similar story or? Yeah, this is my second park run, I think. Yeah. Just come over for a bit of a run. Yeah. Fitness, yeah. Yeah, it's so, good. And um, what do you like about it? Uh, just the social of it. Yeah. And it's relaxed. Yeah. 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 Pretty fun. I haven't seen anyone that's not smiling this morning, so that's a good <laughs> yeah, start, good. isn't it? Yeah. And how about you? <laughs> uh, I think this is my fourth park run, so. Um, I got into it because I've just started a fitness journey trying to train for a 10k run next year at the Gold Coast. So, um, But yeah, only my first 5k's I did I think about two months ago. I've never been a runner. so. But my partner started park runs um, in Miles, so their company over there support them to do that for the local community. Yeah. Yep. Cool. So when it started here, you had no choice. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. So when he's home, we do it together. Yep. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for having a chat to me today on the Park Run Adventurers. Okay. Um, once you start getting out and maybe um, head out to another couple of park runs in the local area, have you ever thought about that? I want to try the Wandai one. I haven't done the Wandai one yet. So that'll be my my next one, I think. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Give any, it a whirl. Yep. Any other ideas? You've done Harvey Bay? I've done Harvey Bay. It was beautiful. The scenery was, yeah. yeah. A lot different to here, that's for sure. <laughs> I thought this was really nice in through all the trees and the yeah. gum trees. It's really yeah, beautiful, it's yeah. 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 Um, but very different along the water, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. It was beautiful <laughs> that time. So, and a lot flatter in Harvey Bay so yeah. compared to here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that uphill. Holy <laughs> smokes. You turn off the main road and you just run uphill for half a kilometre. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> No one told me about that. <laughs> Just wanted my money back at that point. <laughs> All right, ladies. Well, I'll let you get on with your day. Thanks for having a chat. And, in, and happy park running. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, park run adventurers, I have, well, I haven't tracked her down. She tracked me down. Welcome, Belinda, to the park run adventurers. Hello. Now, you have a story to tell. I do. Um, I thought my tourist streak of 23 was pretty awesome. Where are you at today? Um, 102. And how many park runs have you done in total? 103. And when do you foresee this tourist streak ending? Is it going to go forever? <laughs> I don't think it can go forever. Um, I live Brisbane South Side, and my next closest ones now are Bundaberg and Grafton and uh, Charlie's Creek at Chinchilla. Yeah, so they're weekends away, really. Yeah, not morning of. No. <laughs> All right, so you've driven up to Rosgrego Trail this morning? Yes, two hours and 20 minutes. Excellent. Um, so how many k's have you to put on your car doing all of this? Oh, good question. Um, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so, out of all this adventuring, do you have any um, favourite park runs that you've done? Everyone is different for a different reason. There's things that I like about particular park runs. I definitely am drawn to bush and water, yeah. um, but like, there's some really beautiful ones around Australia. Yeah. 
this one's pretty nice. It ticks the bush boxes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely us. And mostly flat, except for the sneaky decline and an incline. Oh, I don't know. that When you turn off the main road and head out onto the... It was all uphill for a very oh, long way. You still class that as pretty flat. <laughs> Some of the ones I've done, this is pretty flat. Yeah. Oh, this is flat. Yeah, my home's Bunyaville, yeah. so go figure. <laughs> Bunyaville was one of my first park runs that I did in Brisbane. And you haven't been back since. See, this is where you started your tourist streak. You're like, gee, I'm not going back there. <laughs> no, no, no. I really like Bunyaville. I would go back to Bunyaville. Excellent. Um, and do you have any tips for parkrun adventurers? Find yourself a buddy to travel with. Oh, good tip. Um, find yourself some fam- family members who live in locations that you can get free accommodation. <laughs> yeah. And um, get out and meet the people. Yeah. Enjoy. There's some beautiful parkruns around. And lots of friendly parkrunners. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, Belinda, thank you so much for saying g'day and um, telling your story on the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. And hopefully I'll see you at another Parkrun soon. Thank you. Okay. I've got a treat, Parkrun Adventurers. I found Trevor Adams. He's the first finisher today. And usually by the time I finish, the first finishers have all, uh, you know, gone home, had a shower, had breakfast uh, and read the paper. But Trevor's still here. <laughs> still, still here. Uh, just encouraging everyone to finish, finish past the line. So yeah, still here clapping along. So it was good. It was a good run today. Um, the time, it's a hot day. Wasn't the best time, but no, it was a really good run. That's all right. You were smiling out there, so always you obviously smiling. enjoy your park run. Yeah, absolutely. So always, always smiling, always trying to encourage others. Um, yeah. I think it's good to see other people out there. So yeah. everyone's got their limit, and um, just because I happen to be at the front doesn't mean that you know it's not everyone pushing to their best best ability. So. Yeah, and there's a nice crowd here just standing around cheering everyone across the finish line. That's really nice touch. Yes, yeah, no, this generally happens uh, per week. So um, this is probably about my eighth one um, since it started up. So I really enjoy coming here. So um, at the moment, both myself and my wife were actually uh, training to do a marathon uh, in about two weeks time in Hawaii so in Hawaii, in Hawaii. oh so, fantastic yes so that that should be really good um so five five kilometers is quite a nice jog in the morning yep. uh, just to warm up for the day but so yeah. warming up for your long run or doing your speed work uh long runs at yeah. the moment so um we did um a 32 last weekend um and about a month ago I actually did um around 42 kilometers uh just as a bit of a training so it was it was tough it was tough so i'm not um is it your first marathon first marathon yes so, i yeah. can see the nerves yeah. in your face <laughs> yes yes because i realized when i when i did the practice one um i got to about that 37 k's and it's it's tough yeah. it's tough <laughs> all the muscles start like freezing up and stuff and yeah um the breathing was still okay but the muscles they certainly weren't carrying me home very well so yeah what about the mental side that's what's important uh, mental side's good. Um, so mental, um, de- definitely like pushing through it, uh, making sure that stay hydrated and everything. Um, so I've been doing some research and everything. So uh, mentally strong should should be really good. And I'm hoping the environment and everything and the weather's nice. So yeah. should be good. We'll see. It sounds like you're very prepared. <laughs> yeah. Prepared but nervous. Always nervous. Oh, yeah. Well, look, I'm sure that the whole community here at Rolls Gregor Trail Park Run are going to be right behind you and your wife. Yeah. And that'll be something else that can help yes. keep you going on race day, yeah? Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. All right. Well, thank you for having a chat with me on the Park Run Adventurers. Right. Well done on your first place, first finisher yep, today. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs>
and hopefully I'll see you at another park one. All right, that sounds good. Okay, now adventurers, I've tracked down Therese, our run director for today, and event director, is that fair to say? That's correct. Run director and event director, yeah. Yep. Big title, big title. <laughs> Chief park runner. That's it, chief park runner. <laughs> and um, you started Ros Gregor um, early in October. We did, we did. It all eventuated with a post on Facebook, believe it or not, on New Year's Eve about something positive we could bring to our community. So I suggested that um, I'd like a park run and somebody told me to put my mouth where my... Put my money where my mouth is. So that's how it all started. Yeah, it's great. Great thing for the community. It's bringing a lot of people together and giving a lot of people purpose, which is what the whole idea of it is. Yeah. Yeah. And that was your main focus, not more so than the running? Yep, more so than the running. I've walked around town for 12 years doing long-distance walking. A lot of people have approached me to help, and we invite them to come, but they get a little bit overwhelmed with the distance that we do and the hills. So this is one way we can have everyone being involved and included. So it's great. great. And running or walking at their own pace. Yep, no matter what, you can run, hop, skip, jump. We don't mind. <laughs> Everybody's welcome <laughs> at Park Run. <laughs> yeah. Now, it looks like you've um, achieved your goal of having a nice community event here. Yes, we have. And we've got a very overwhelmingly big number of volunteers, which is fantastic. And here they come now, the towel walker and a couple of our trail marshals. Every week we have a volunteer tally count of how many people we've got. Whoever wins with that gets a free coffee. So a bit of luck I'll be in today. (laughs) And it's a big big contingent of volunteers you've got. We do, we do. And I still have more, um, so we don't um, say no to anybody volunteering. We encourage, we make a position available. So that's, that's the whole purpose of it. That's fantastic, and I tell you what, they were so encouraging out on course, so they get two thumbs up from me for their spirit. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Yes, they are, they are very encouraging. Fantastic, and you get a few fast runners here as well? We have, we've got a couple of our local people that aren't here today that hold our records, young Matthew Rankin and Kirsten O'Connor. But yeah, we have quite a few athletes in Nanengo, believe it or not. (laughs) We do, just not the run director. (laughs) Fantastic. All right, well, thank you so much, Therese, for having the vision of starting a park run here in Nanengo, and well done on getting it up, up off the ground. It's a really nice event. I've had a really lovely morning here. I'm pleased you enjoyed it, and thank you very much for coming. All righty, Parkrun Adventurers, that is a wrap from me, Lyndall, from Rosgrega Trail Parkrun in Nanango, where I met a Ros, but not the Ros. Um, had a chat to our first finisher and met Belinda, the Parkrun Adventure extraordinaire, 102 tourist streak. How is that? So what a great morning here in the bush out at Nanango. Um, for Ros Gregor Trail Park Run. This is Lyndall signing out for the Channel 5 News Crew. Hi, I'm Scott and I am reporting in this week from Bixby Park Run, which is in Palo Alto in California. Uh, so this is the second park run in California and it's probably up around 
think probably getting close to 50 events in the US now uh, so it's um, really great to see it, it growing here uh, as I'll introduce this uh, parkrun has quite an Australian feel to it with uh, a number of the key people involved in setting it up and running it being Australian uh, so it's located beside the bay in uh, in, in the south part of uh, the, the bay area here in uh, south of San Francisco and uh, it's uh, really great to see another event starting here Okay, we've just finished Bixby Parkrun number 11 and I'm here talking with the event director, Sarah. So Sarah, uh, you're from Australia and you've come over here and brought Parkrun to your community. So tell us how, how that happened. Oh, that's right. So um, I used to run Curl Curl Parkrun in Sydney and I started there in 2014. And so it's uh, been a big part of my life. I've done 140 parkruns. Wow. Uh, and about 12 different locations. So uh, leaving Australia and coming to America was a, a big a big decision. And one of the things I definitely missed the most was uh, my Saturday morning parkruns. Um, so... I got in touch with Parkrun USA and said, hey, is there any plans to start one in the Bay Area? And uh, they said, oh, actually, there's, a, there's another guy who's keen to do that. So that was how I met Sam, who's the other event director here at Bixby. And uh, we started scouting for a location. It took about six to 12 months. And uh, after lots of negotiations with the, the local city and the rangers, we managed to get Bixby up and running here. So we are... Uh, and Sam's Australian as well. He is. So he's from... Uh, I think his home parkrun in Australia was Brightwater in Queensland. So, okay, okay. So we didn't know each other before we, we met through parkrun, but uh, that's what parkrun does. It, it gets in contact with people. And so. have you got some Americans involved in the in running it now? Uh, we have a few. Some of our volunteers definitely are locals, which is wonderful. Um, we have a lot of... Uh, a lot of local expats. So there's a lot of people from the UK and Australia and... Uh, um, who are living in the Bay Area um, but are very aware of parkrun from their home from, country. From, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, And we also get quite a lot of tourists. So we've had tourists from Russia and South Africa come just, just to visit us, which is amazing. But we are every week we're picking up more locals, which is, is the best of all because yeah. that, that's what we want. We want local people to come and join us. Yeah, and the course I, I found today was, was great. It's, it's very accessible and, and you're seeing a, a growth in the number of, of um, walkers here. Absolutely, yeah. So we, we're definitely seeing a lot more people coming in and walking. We're seeing lots more um, under under 11s coming mm. to join us, which is wonderful. Uh, we have quite a lot of uh, dogs who come and run with us as well. And that was a really big thing we, we had to make sure because yeah. not all of the trails here are dog friendly. Mm. So uh, that was one of the, the big attractions of Bixby that you know we could we could have everyone come and join us. Yeah, yeah. And what do you see um, as the, the benefits for you? Have you have you met people here in the community through Parkrun? Absolutely. So uh, a couple of things for me. So one was um, learning how the city of Palo Alto worked and, <laughs> and getting to meet some of the people who work in the uh, the recreation department. That was that was really interesting. Um, and another one was yeah, I've definitely you know met quite a few people who you know live in my local area and the, the neighbouring cities. And yeah, I've met, met some brand new friends, which is is lovely. And that's. that's that's why I love parkrun. Yeah, good. I think I think you know we, certainly I feel the same, and and sure many of the people listening do. And um, for the the listeners, when I was coming here, I, I looked up your, your record before because I'd seen that you'd done a lot of a lot of parkruns, and I actually fa- found out that you'd visited Albert Melbourne Parkrun, where I'm the co event director, and and I was the event director, the, the run director there the day that you did it, and you were here, run director here today. So that was a nice bit of symmetry. That's I thought very nice. Yes, yeah. and it was so nice to have you come and visit yeah. us today. No, that's great. Well, thank you for all you've done for your community. It's it's really really 
really great to see. I really enjoyed it. I'll, I'll definitely be back when I'm back in the in the Bay Area here for work this week, but I'll, uh, I'll endeavor to do it again. So thank you, and, and I really wish you all the best. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us, and thanks for uh, uh, coming to visit uh, Bixby Park Run. Okay, great. Thanks. Okay, I'm here speaking with Stephanie now, and you have been involved since the start here at Bixby Park Run? I have. I have. It's been amazing. So we're up to 11 park runs now. So it's been amazing, so positive. And what roles have you done here? Everything. So I'm social, I do all the social media, plus I set the course up every, well, I've been doing that for the last few weeks. So I've time kept, I've done pretty much everything. And like uh, several of the others here, you're from Australia. Had you done parkrun in Australia before coming over here? Uh, I have actually, but most of them uh, I did in the UK. In fact, parkrun was my very first timed run ever. So... Yeah, I never really lived in Australia where there was one very close, but I'm very involved here. And so what park runs had you done in the UK and before you came here? Uh, Richmond was my home park run, Richmond Park in London, and it was, I don't know, it changed my life. It absolutely changed my life. That's awesome. I think that's many of the people listening to this will say the same thing. Um, so how long a gap was it between you being in London and, and doing park runs there and this one getting set up? Uh, I started in 2012. Um, I had a friend who dragged me very reluctantly to my first park run and I just caught the bug. And then I was there for five years, oh, sorry, seven years and um, came back to Australia and now I'm just, be- and then we moved here in April. So I haven't been here that long. Okay, so you, your arrival here pretty much coincided with this getting I set know. up. I it was just really good timing. That's great. And has, have you found that it's been a way for you to meet people here? Oh, definitely, definitely. And I think, um, you know, the community spirit in California is actually surprisingly amazing. So the reaction has been wonderful. But I think meeting, just being, I didn't know anyone when I moved here. So it's been great to, to have that core group of people that like-minded yeah, and for those that are listening, talk us through the course here. Um, it's in Bixby Park, so it's on. It's actually an old um, waste <laughs> dump, actually, which sounds horrible, but it's beautiful, and it's a, just a lovely out and back trail course, completely flat, uh, no traffic. It's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, you've got views over over what's become wetlands now. I guess they've let the, the bay water come in and go over the top of the, the waste. Well, it's been 20 years. So, you know, if you didn't, if, if had no one told you, you wouldn't actually know that. It's it's really had an amazing opportunity for all the wildlife to come back. And it's it's amazing. It's wonderful. Yeah, it doesn't at all look like um, waste. It just looks like part of the bay. Yeah, yeah. it does. So yeah. it's, it's great what they've done. And what sort of um, reaction have you heard from locals who've discovering Park Run for the first time? Well, Americans really had no idea about it. They'd never heard of it before. So everyone, you know, people stop us who are just in the bay and who happen to be running past. They want to know all about it and they're, they're interested. So it's been quite slow growing, but it's, you know, the community is great. And have you done the one up at Chrissy Field in San Francisco? No, I haven't. Okay, so you've got to get your statesperson badge. Cause I know, I, I do. Because I, I just thought of that before when we were talking, that I, I, I had done that a while ago, but now I've, I guess, regained my statesperson status in California by having done all of the park runs wow, in California. so many of them, yeah. <laughs> both, both. <laughs> so, well, thank you for all that you've done for the community here. I, I, I know um, what a big part of your life parkrun can be and um and i think that this is awesome that this is up and running oh look me too look i really feel like i owe parkrun so much that it really honestly changed my life so it's just so good to give back yeah great well thanks for talking with us today and good luck with growing the parkrun here no problem thanks
Good morning, Parkrun Adventurers. It's Melissa here, and I'm coming to you, finally, from Benalla. Beautiful morning here um, in country Benalla, about oh, a two-and-a-half-hour drive this morning up from Melton. And I've got one of the volunteers today here with me. What was your name again? My name's Robert. Hi, Robert. Um, love your parkrun. Thank uh, you. How did you get involved with Benalla? Um, I moved up here quite a few years ago and uh, heard that they uh, they were running a, a park run so I thought I'd come along and volunteer. That's really good and have you ran park runs before? I've gone in a couple where I've been unknown but haven't been registered but uh, I've not actually competed with my registration. Okay ever. and you said to me um, you're recovering is that right from a that's correct. operation? I, yes that's correct. Uh, three months ago I did uh, had a uh, hip replacement and uh, it's, I'm hoping that within the next month or so I'll be able to get back and uh, I'll probably do a park run and, um, yeah, see what happens. That's really good. So you must have known the people that were getting it organised? No, I didn't. I didn't know them from a bar of soap and I just walked over and said, well, look, uh, because I've come from a running background, um, I would like to help you out because I think park runs are great and I have a mate that that uh, volunteers a lot and also runs a lot of the park runs down uh, Lilydale Way. Oh, fabulous. Yeah, it's a really good way to become part of the community, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. so can you describe your course for everybody who's listening? Well, the course actually incorporates part of the lake. Uh, We start off at the Botanical Gardens, which is absolutely beautiful takes you out along through the botanical gardens around past the art centre which has a boardwalk in front of it running along the edge of the river and then it's a bitumen um, all the way around that follows the the lake around probably for about halfway where there's a turnaround point and you come back running back through finishing in the botanical gardens again. Yeah a couple of pretty little bridges and some water lilies. Absolutely. Very picturesque. Um, there's a lovely playground right at the start-finish area that Zoe's enjoying very much today, the Rocket Playground. And you've got toilet facilities here yep. and a covered briefing area as well. So, yeah, it's beautiful. So so how, um, long, how long did it take them to get it up and running from when the idea was first? A long time. Yep. From what I heard, um, it was a case of um, they went had two or three meetings um, and it was just a matter of, you know, trying to sort out you know what the requirements are from a park run point of view and to see if they could actually get it up and running one of the biggest problems that they had was the fact that i think initially they wanted to run around the lake which is absolutely magnificent 4.2 k directly around the lake you incorporate the botanical gardens which would make up your 5k but unfortunately we cross a couple of driveways that run into what we call an rv uh, park and um, uh, that created a bit of a problem so we had to make it an out and back course but it's still very picturesque in that it takes in the southern end of the park which is uh, predominantly bushland and so forth. It is some of the the central country towns they really do have some of the most prettiest park runs. Oh absolutely. I have found in my travels so yeah. Okay well thank you very much for talking to me today it's Okay. and uh, good luck with the future of Benalla Park Run. Thank you very much. Okay, so I'm home from Parkrun now, and on the drive home, I had Danny screaming in my head going, context, Melissa, context, and I realised I didn't really state where Benalla Parkrun was. So Benalla, B 
Botanical Gardens Park Run, as it's correctly known, is 212 kilometres northeast of Melbourne, off the Melbourne to Sydney Hume Freeway. Now, Benalla is a beautiful rural country town and it's known as the Rose City due to its public gardens. And yes, in the area where the park run is located, start to finish, there is beautiful rose gardens. And and I didn't mention that, so had to add that in. So fabulous morning, two and a half hour drive home. Paul drove up there, but night shift worker. He was dead on his feet after running park run. I walked with Zoe today, so I had the pleasure of driving home. We're home now, another fabulous morning at park run. Special shout out to Cam. Cam, wow, you did it. I think, was that like two weeks? Not quite long enough for my liking, but still, um, good job. Uh, especially like that I was one of the roving reporters named by your by your interviewee. Um, and welcome to the Channel 5 News crew. I look forward to listening to your roving reports from West Australia. That's me signing off. Talk to you all next week. Oh, what a marvellous set of uh, roving reports we've got there. Lyndall coming in from Ross Gregor Trail Park Run, um, who spoke to one of the EDs up there, and some ladies that are relatively new to Park Run. And Belinda, who came up with some great tips there, and that's travelling with a buddy, find a buddy to travel with. And how amazing is it that she's got out? And She's over 100 park runs, but so many of them are different park runs. She's only repeated one or two. It's very impressive. And, I, yeah, like you say, I do like the tip, get yourself a partner in crime because I find you tend to get up to more shenanigans when there are other people involved. Is that your experience, Toc? Yeah, yeah, definitely a lot easier to get up and get going in the morning if you've got a long drive, if you've got someone with you too. But um, as you try to adventure more and more, the park runs get further and further away. Your Nendi seems to become further and further, so you have to get up that bit earlier. It's great to have someone to travel with. Yeah, definitely is. And then we had Scott Watkins, and he was at Bixby Park Run. I should mention as well that both Lyndall and Scott submitted these roving reports last week, and we did mention that for reasons of brevity, we weren't going to include them until this week because it would have been a bit of a corker of an episode last week, and nobody would have listened when they saw it was an hour and a half long. So... We took the decision with the blessing of both Lyndall and Scott to include their roving reports this week. And as they were relatively timeless, I think it works. It's really amazing too. The Bixby Park runs another trail. So we've had Ross Greger as a trail and Bixby as a trail. When I started in Park Run, Mel, we seem to be a lot more on concrete and paths. Now we're getting some really great trail runs out there in the mix too. We are. It's almost like people aren't scared anymore to throw a little bit of difficulty into their events, which is very cool. And, uh, yeah, it's the second event in California. Lots of Aussies involved, building that new community around. When you look at their stats, there's a lot of people on two and three runs. The event's only 12 events old, but there's been two Zoolanders there, Mel. Has there? So Bixby's on the map with the Zoolanders. (laughs) I, I often think, I wonder how people are not familiar with the Zoolanders when they see that one pop up in the results, um, what sort of curiosity that spikes in Yeah. Them. I don't know what your experience has been, Talk, but I have had a lot of people who get confused about 
what kids we're running for. How can you think Derek Zoolander <laughs> Centre for Kids Who Can't Run Good is a serious thing? Obviously, they're not into the pop culture and it has been a long time since the original movie was released, so perhaps they missed that one. Yeah, it was on it was on TV only a couple of weeks ago though, Mel. It keeps getting the replay. <laughs> well, that's because it's a classic. Well, I have to agree with you there. Look, we don't see many of the um Westerfolds the movie. I haven't seen that one lately, so <laughs> you know, the landers are out there. <laughs> exactly. So thanks to Scott for uh submitting a report from Bixby. He uh, informs me that of the five international events he's done this year, he submitted roving reports from three of them. I would like to know what happened at the other two events because that seems like he's dropping the ball a bit there. But I expect 2020 to have a 100% hit rate there, please, Mr Watkins. Could be a big year for Scott. <laughs> and uh, then we had Melissa down at Benella Botanical where she made the big road trip up Last week, I had to do the dash back to Euroa after the event was was cancelled. Um, she made it there this week. Great to hear from her speaking to Robert, who is just another example of the awesome people in the parkrun community. Never participated officially in terms of being scanned in at an event, but is so willing to volunteer and take part in that awesome aspect of parkrun. And I wonder if Mel actually got to stop and smell the roses I haven't had a look at her time. Maybe she spent a bit longer in the park, uh, in the botanical section than uh, she normally would on a run. I think that would be what I would be doing. I've only actually run in one park run that is in a botanical gardens. Have you run in very many, Toc? They always sound so picturesque and beautiful. Yeah, Melissa, about a month ago, we ran at a place called Wilson Botanic, uh, which is down in Berwick. And that's not only through some botanical gardens, but it runs around a lovely lake over a couple of bridges. So it's got a bit of everything there. But, yeah, beautiful place to run through. I need to get to more botanical garden park runs. Now, Mel, in, in last week's episode, there was a few, um, I'm not going to call them allegations. I'm, I'm not sure what I'd refer to them <laughs> as. But um, we sort of cast a bit of a shadow on the, the newest member of the Channel 5 News crew, and I do understand you haven't got his press pass to him yet, so he's not, you know, he's probably feeling a little bit left out there. But uh, I put on my Inspector Gadget coat and hat and went out and did a bit of parkrun investigating. And uh, we've tracked down Trisha. Trisha does exist. Trisha's actually a bit of a tourist. She's done 106 events, and out of that, she's been to 38 different events. So I reckon she's an adventurer in her own right. Um, and she's just not a person that would listen to the podcast. So I think Cam might be on the ball there. So what kind of stalking did you have to do to to track Trisha down? Oh, look, my sources probably wouldn't let me reveal that, Mel. Um, no, look, the, the Parkrun Adventurer's budget didn't extend to flying over in the Learjet over to Perth. <laughs> the Parkrun Adventurer's budget doesn't extend to staying in the free centre of Melbourne on the trams, I'm afraid. We, we, it'd be great if we had a budget. Maybe we should get a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, let's, let's, let's find someone uh, really impressive. It needs to be a, a, perhaps a French sponsor or someone that could justify a trip, you know, back to a base in France or somewhere like that. I would be 
totally on board with having a European-based sponsor that would like us to jet on over frequently. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, my, my sources have revealed a little bit of information and I'm absolutely positive that um, Trisha exists and not only that, that uh, Cameron has, has jumped into the Channel 5 News crew quite happily and I think he's going to be a great asset into the team. Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you've been doing some stalking, Doc, <laughs> because as it turns out, Trisha's a bit of a stalker herself. And this is not something that you would know because it, it came direct to the Parkrun Adventurers inbox that Trisha also says she exists. <laughs> we got this message a little bit earlier in the week or over the weekend. Hi guys, I do exist. I met Cam at the Hidden Cafe last Saturday. I recognised him as I had heard his roving report from Shipwreck Parkrun a few weeks ago, which we had been at and I went through the photos to see what he looked like after hearing his report just in case, dot, dot, dot. My son and I were at a launch last week but had popped down to the cafe to catch up with our buddies from Champion Lakes. And then it's that... Um, Tears of joy emoji. Love listening to your podcast. So I would just like to say for the record, thank you very much, Trisha, for getting in touch and letting us know that you are not, uh, I don't want to say a figment of Cam's imagination, but that you do exist. You gave us a plausible uh, reason as to why <laughs> you weren't at Champion Lakes where Cam was. I felt like I had to defend Cam because, after all, I was one of the two people that Trisha did bring up, myself and Melissa Ellis. So, <laughs> you now we, we had to get on board with the defence there. Absolutely. And uh, I'm sure Cameron will be very happy to know that his badge, his ID badge, will be in the post just as soon as he gives me his address and bank details. Uh, bank details. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> So, considering we're kind of tying up loose ends here, talk. some people may have noticed listening last week that we put the poll up from the week before, as per PK's suggestion, about Park Run the Musical. And we wanted to know whether it was a yay or nay, would people be interested? And we do have the results in from that. Technologically backward me <laughs> when I was creating the poll on Facebook I I somehow managed to miss the make this poll only go for 24 hours situation and instead made it run for a week and once you have created it you cannot change the duration of said poll which is why we didn't include it in the podcast last week so that's why we're going to give you the results now so I would like to announce that Parkrun the Musical, 73% said that'd be cool, as in they would go and watch it, and 27% went, meh, not so much. Now, I thought this was interesting, talk because obviously it's largely, you know, three quarters in favour of, yes, we want to see Parkrun the Musical. And there were lots of fabulous suggestions for songs that could be included, which we'll share in just a moment. But do you think this is indicative of the fact that people love musicals or the fact that of all the episodes of the podcast where we have had singing uh, with the Channel 5 News crew, people are on board and, you know, they might want us to participate in said musical. 
Well, Mel, I think it might be a little bit indicative that it is coming up to that Christmas season and there has been a bit of a tradition in past years of the Channel 5 news crew making noise. I wouldn't call it singing. It's, <laughs> in my case, it's definitely not singing. It's more making noise. But uh, I, I wonder if the other reason that people have, you know, 73% have come out and said, yeah, go for it, is they realise that musicals tend to go for more than one day a week. And is this a way of filling a parkrun void for the rest of the week? Mm, that's a very interesting take on it, talk. Obviously, people want more parkrun. I'm wondering how many theatres would be happy to see a whole heap of people turn up in lycra and carrying water bottles. <laughs> Going to the theatre in my active wear. Active wear. <laughs> now, let's get to some of the fabulous suggestions for songs that could be part of the score of said musical. Uh, we'll start with Christy Shermer suggested Don't Cry For Me, Timekeeper. I am not going to try and sing that like the Evita soundtrack. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to hear that. <laughs> No, no, I think my singing is probably worse than yours, Mel. <laughs> uh, Michael Gentle suggested park running across the universe. That could be a good one. Um, Charlotte Neverson said Run by Snow Patrol for the tearjerker heartbreaky bit. I'm on board with that big Snow Patrol fan. Yeah, uh, Chris Fraser came up with a, uh, a number of suggestions. Uh, one of them, Billy Don't Lose My Barcode by Phil Collins. <laughs> Slow it down a little bit, that one. That that could be towards the uh, tail walker end. And speaking of which, we've got These Boots Are Made for Tail Walking by Nancy Sinatra. <laughs> Chris Fraser went to town, didn't he? Like he, he shared so many. And not only did he make suggestions in writing, he actually, it looks like he photoshopped some vinyl records so that the titles read what he wanted them to read. He, he read all the uh, running puns. And the next one he had was Lycra and Laces by Stevie Nicks. And not only did he alter the uh, the title, he even edited some of the some of the artists as well. So that went down quite well. So we had, I want to hold your hand, the under-11s rule for the Beatles. <laughs> and also, uh, as uh, PK had suggested, don't you forget about me. And Chris also edited out the artist being your barcode. Uh, we've got a, a reference, Stephen Tucker, given the hill at Westerfolds, Highway to Hell. <laughs> we get a bit of a bit of a theme going there. Yes. And uh, Mitch McDonovich, Springsteen's Born to Park Run. I like it. I mean, it, it does add another syllable into the song, but I reckon I reckon you can do whatever you like with music these days. Yeah, look, as long as it works and it keeps everyone happy. And Bruce Purdy suggested Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush. I'd really love to see a few Kate Bush songs in there. It's someone I used to really enjoy back about 30 years ago. <laughs> well, Speaking of about, well, it's not quite 30 years ago, but Tracy Wood has suggested, well, she's actually singing the song, Whoa, You're Halfway There, in brackets, Living on a Prayer, for the turnaround. That would work at a number of our courses. That would be a good one. It would. Um, Amy Rosa Hanlon has suggested, Don't Rain on My Park Run. Oh, I think there's a lot of towns in Queensland that actually like that at the moment, Mel. 
<laughs> yes. And then I love this one. Or hopelessly devoted to web fms which is the rd's ballad now i like that one because obviously it's taken from another musical somewhere else that'd be greece uh scott watkins has suggested paul dempsey fast friends that could be topical i have lots of friends that are way faster than me and cameron drake and this this is one of my favorites i actually read through this and thought this is a cracker he's got the book of park runs Hello, today is Park Run Day, and I'd like to tell you all about our amazing course. <laughs> yes, and then um, one that we couldn't help but get involved with was Helen Jane Davis shared an old favourite of mine. It's nine o'clock on a Saturday, the regular crowd shuffles in. And she said that she hasn't worked out how to change the next line yet, so give us some time. But I couldn't help myself. And I said, well, how about, oh, and I should go and read exactly what I said so that I don't stuff it up. There's a fast-looking man standing next to me, reading GPS on his Garmin. There you go. Tog's just done it. <laughs> and if you didn't already have any of those songs as an earworm, you know that that one is going to stick and you will be singing along to Piano Man for the rest of the day. Now, I loved, I loved this whole exercise and all the contributions from everyone who came up with some songs. I'm sure there are a million more out there. I know there's at least a dozen different songs titled Run or Run for Your Life and things like that. So they, they could all make a play for being included as well. But I do love the ones where people have just altered verses and titles and haven't gone for the obvious things. So thanks very much, everybody, for your contributions. And PK, it looks like everyone wants a musical. Maybe you should be the guy who makes that happen. PK, our artistic director. <laughs> now, a common theme that seems to be running through many an adventurer's life of late, I have noticed, talk is that we're all a little bit fond or a little bit more than fond of the running challenges extension. And I know personally, it's been delved into by myself uh, of a weekend and you go down the rabbit hole like Alice did. And there's just so much, so much, so many random things that you can find in there that don't seem related to anything else, but I always find fascinating. And I think we need to make this a little bit of a segment in that each week somebody Perhaps my guest co-host, because I haven't necessarily got one for myself this week and that makes other people do work that I don't have to do, needs to share something, some kind of a fun fact about their personal running challenges. Would you be on board? Yeah, I'm on board. I've got one for mine, but I've also looked up this for yours as well. So I think we can, uh, we can share these fun facts. Oh, that's a good idea. The average location... I love the mapping on the running challenges. It lets you click on a link and it takes you to a map and shows you where, out of all the park runs you've done, where your average place is. And I love looking at it when you go to a distant one and seeing how minutely it actually moves across the map. So I clicked on my average location today and discovered that my average location that I've gone to is Seymour in Victoria. And it's just out of Seymour. 
And up until recently, I was actually in a park in Seymour that would have been ideal for a park run, but I've just slipped to the south of it, so I'm no longer in a really good park run territory. But, Mel, I was looking at yours, and you're almost at the turnaround point of the Miles Park Run in Queensland. And how amazing is that that you'd almost be on a park run course for your average location? Well, that's pretty cool. I reckon anyone who pretty much exclusively park runs at the same park run would have that park run course as their average location. However, for it to happen, do an adventurer who isn't always at the same course and ironically has never actually done that park run because I haven't actually been to Miles yet. I do find that really interesting. So I'm near the turnaround point, am I? I might have to um, keep a track and see whether or not I shift about the course when I go do some other events. You're near the turnaround point. You're just a little bit south of it. So I'd suggest you probably need to head up up the coast a little bit and maybe go and do Airlie or somewhere and that might just bump you up up to the turnaround. Well, if you say I need to go back to Airlie Beach, talk another visit to paradise, who am I to disagree with you? The things we do for adventures, eh? <laughs> It's been another fun episode, Talk. Thank you for joining me once more. It's always fun to have the news crew on board and hear your lovely voices almost live with me in the studio. It's been a pleasure, Mel, and I've um, really enjoyed having a chat. I'm sitting here listening to the rain outside now and it's bucketing down outside, so I wish we could send a bit of it north. Ah. We wish you could send a bit of it north. There are lots of places that could really do with a bit of a drink right now. But can't send the actual rain, so thanks for sending your voice instead, Tok. And look, let's let's leave everyone with a little bit of a tease for next week. We are in the final stages of confirming the venue for Palm 2020 or Palm 20, as it were, and we will let everybody know what location it will be at next week. Everybody already knows, if you're a long-time listener, that it's going to be in Adelaide in South Australia, March next year, but we're going to confirm the event in case that in any way informs people's decisions about where they would like to pick their accommodation. It's a safe bet if you want to just get accommodation in Adelaide City. It's not going to be too far out, but just in case, we will reveal that for you all next week. Really looking forward to the build-up to Palm 20, Mel. It's going to be a great uh, weekend. The last two years have been sensational. And, uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to catching up with everyone again. It's one of those events where you – you catch up with all the voices that you hear regularly and you probably only see once a year. So it's a, it's a great weekend. It is. Not to mention the fact that it's just 24-7 park run for a few days with a whole bunch of other fanatics. And who wouldn't want in on that? Eating, drinking and park run. It sounds like a normal sad day. <laughs> a normal Saturday on steroids. It'd be a great day. <laughs> <laughs>